Hello, everyone. <laughs> hey. This is uh, Talk Booky to Me. This is a discussion-based podcast all about books and book-related things. Um, I am Aaron. I'm Felicia. And this is our mid-month episode for January of 2024, officially into the new year, which seems crazy overall. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know what day it is. Well... You- I kind of know what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. We're recording somewhat last minute for this one, but not too bad. I mean, it's the night before it's it's supposed to be up. Right. So, uh, normally with our mid-month episodes, we like to check in with everybody, give some updates on our reading progress for the month, uh, give some mid-month reviews, maybe a few rapid-fire recommendations, a little book news, a little fun fact, all of that good stuff. Um, and we did happen to plan a reading day for today. Um, so we wanted to try to go ahead and get things set up uh, to record at the end of the day today, even though it's a little last minute, uh, because you read like two books today. Um, I finished. I finished one that I had started day before yesterday. Yeah. I you, finished one that th- I started today. today. I got seventy-five pages into another and a hundred and fifty pages into another. Yeah. Yeah, and I finished a book and read like 30 pages of another one. That's about it. But we'll get into all that stuff here pretty soon. Um, for right now, to kick things off, uh, we've got a little bit of book news. So a couple uh, releases we're looking forward to and a few things like that. Uh, do you want to go ahead and give a few yeah, of yours? Yeah, kind of quick. Um, so one thing I thought was kind of cool, um, in collaboration with author China Myville, Keanu Reeves is writing his first novel. It's called The Book of Elsewhere. That's literally all I know about it. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. You're the yeah, one but I just think it's cool. And, yeah. like, that's one of the few actors that I care yeah. if he writes something. Yeah, he seems like a pretty decent guy, and he seems really interesting and, and creative. normal. Yeah. But, well. like, normal <laughs> in the sense, like, civilian normal. Yeah. Not yeah, yeah. normal in the sense, because he seems kind of like an odd, fun dude. Yeah. For sure, yeah, and I, I think he's an interesting actor in general because, like, I think we forget that like Hollywood and like fans or the general public didn't care that much about him. Mm-hmm. Like in the eighties and nineties, like he was not a big name at all. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like this weird turning point where now he's sort of like a fan favorite that has this big following and everything, but he was not very and popular. He lives normally, yeah, like, he he lives like he lives small, right. He walks small. Like, he, I don't know. He, like, <laughs> yeah. walks places. He doesn't have, like, a bunch of, like, guards and stuff like that. Like, right. he's just, like, an average dude. Yeah. So, I look forward to that as well. Um, and then another thing that I found that was kind of cool. Uh, BookRiot.com does a 24-book reading challenge. And last year, I assume they did a 23-book reading challenge because mm-hmm. of the cause of year 2023. Some of the things that were on there... Um, I mean, there's typical, like, reading challenges, you know, read a cozy fantasy or, or read a nonfiction book, but they got a little bit more specific. Um, this one was read a YA nonfiction. Um, there was another one, uh, read a book about a drag, about drag or queer artistry, Mm. um, a comic that has been banned. So I feel like they did do a little bit more, like, out of the box thinking or, like, it's super easy to be, like... Read a romance. Right. Read a book over 1,200 pages, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. And then uh, I did purchase something. (laughs) Yeah. What'd you get? I purchased Dating and Dismemberment by A.L. Brody. I think that's what this is. That sounds right. That's the one that we talked about a few times on the podcast where it um, is like a, I don't know anything about it except that it's, it's like a fun... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know anything about it it's much like either. It's like a fantasy. Really. Yeah. It's, it's almost in the same vein as, I think, as like a cozy fantasy, but this probably maybe has more stakes, but this is like a romance cozy fantasy. Mm-hmm. That's what it seemed like. And the cover is like different shades of like pink, and I don't know. It seems really cool. I'm it looks, excited. It looks wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be a good one. Yeah. And I, I don't have a ton of news. You actually tipped me off to these two. Um, you, you gave me this news that I think is cool. But these are like things that you would like. They're right up my alley, yeah. So there's two two books coming out, both of them on January 23rd. 
the first book is called Kenning, um, and I'm going to try to pronounce names. This is Nisi Shaw, um, and this is uh, it's put out by Tor Pub or Tor Books, which is a big publisher we talked about that like we really like their stuff. They tend to put out like a lot of I don't want to say indie, but maybe smaller <clears throat> authors and a lot of like uh, they take chances on on different authors. Um, this is a, a, a steampunk alternate history epic about the formation of Everfair, uh, which is a utopian nation within the borders of the Congo Free State. So this one sounds very interesting right up my alley because mm-hmm. I study African literature and things like that. Um, the second one is kind of similar. This is Womb City. Um, again, going to try to pronounce the name here. Uh, I think it's a Lotlo Samasi. Um, it's T-L-O-T-L-O-T-S-A-M-A-A-S-E. Uh, it's called Womb City. Um, and this is a uh, Matswana writer, uh, and it's an African futurist uh, debut novel. So, again, sort of in the vein of like Binti, which I'll talk about in a couple well, minutes. Womb, like, like a woman's womb. Like yes. It, it, might not, yeah. it sounds, it's a hard word to come across. That's, that's a good point, yeah. It's d- like, W-O-M-B. It, yeah. it's, I mean, it, it sounded like, like a baby factory situation yeah yeah I, and again uh afrofuturist african futurist whichever term you want to use it's uh essentially in that vein of writing which i'm a pretty big fan of i haven't read enough of it for sure um but that's all that i have for news uh you want to get into kind of what we read in this first half of the month yeah what's your good reads at oh that's a good question i think uh th- four Oh, nice. I'm at four books, I think. Three or four. That's awesome. Yeah. Let me double check while you're you telling us what yours is. Three. Yeah, mine's well, at would be, six, yeah. which okay. feels weird. <laughs> I understand it's the beginning of the year, but going from like, you know, we were in like what, 80s. I mm-hmm. ended up with 108 last year. I think so, To yeah. start over to be like six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that feels weird. Yeah, I just checked mine. I am at three books, but I'm at 4% of my goal. That's where I got that, mixed up. That yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm at 3% of my goal, I think. Okay, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> uh, do you want to give us a rundown of the books yes. that you read? And so, uh, during this segment, too, we're not doing any spoilers or anything, to be clear. Um, uh, we'll just kind of give a little bit of the premise and yeah. maybe our thoughts and reviews on it. I just didn't want anybody to get scared away and think that we're going to ruin a bunch of books. So. Like all seven that we or nine that we've read between the two of us. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Um. So the first book I read was *The Body* by Stephen King. I did start this last year. I talked about um the fact that I did start it. I think I only got like three pages in. It mm-hmm. did. It did take a long time. It was a slow burn. You seem to be um, struggling with it. I'll be. Honest. I did have to put it down a few times. I overall rated it a three point seven five. Mm-hmm. Um. The stories within the stories, because it's a it's a it's a book about a writer, which Stephen King does do so much. Um, the yeah. stories within the story itself were really good, mm-hmm. and those those really hooked me and kept me reading. Um, and then the overall story got better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it <laughs> it I have here. <laughs> I made notes. Uh, there were times that this read very broy, <laughs> and I'm not broy, so. It did. It, it did take me a while to relate. Mm-hmm. It's a short one. It seemed like it would be a good one, and this is one of those that we got as like a five. $5 it was like a five dollar book at a, for, <laughs> with a coffee at Barnes and Noble. Yeah, so it it was nice to take a chance on it, and it, it gets compared a lot to something like Stand by Me. Um, the story, from what I understand, is some kids kind of losing their innocence by finding a dead body. Yeah. Right? Yep. Is that correct? Okay. Yeah. Well, and then um, it you don't even get to. That's a spoiler, so let me not do that. Um, so it's not even about the body. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's a, like an epic journey almost, yeah. where like they're trying to find themselves and where they relate to each other, and it's a coming of age story because like finding a body would change somebody. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. so it is a coming of age story, and that's not a spoiler at all. Um, the biggest takeaway was knowing where you fit in. Not just in society, mm. but where you fit in with your friend group, and then also maybe knowing when your friend when you've outgrown your friend group. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I thought that part was really good, and that part really resonated. Um, so that's why it did get a three seven five. That seven five really was that friend aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm still interested in reading it. You um, should but read it. I think you would read it pretty fast. Yeah, I think so too. I'm 
And I'm a little bit, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bit more tuned into Stephen King's right. writing style because I've read a decent amount more of his books. Right, but, like that's what I'm saying. Like you've read more of his books and also like you're a boy reading about boys. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, there might be a little more and, relatability like, It's almost there. like that. And and so much of that book is that like boys will be boys mentality oh. because it's like the most boy thing you could be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a tree house. You got cigarettes. And you poke a dead body with a stick. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I did like it. It it kind of sounds like I didn't, but no, I, I understand what you're saying. I think you I think you articulated that well. So the first book I read from our um, ten books. So. At the beginning of the year, we assigned each other 10 books that we want each other to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did already read one of those. And the first one I chose was Grocery Shopping with My Mother by Kevin Powell, which is a book of poetry. Mm-hmm. And this one was one that Aaron read last year. And he really enjoyed it. Um, I also really enjoyed it. I did end up giving it a 4.5. And the reason it had a 0.5 is because it does feel a little repetitive throughout the mm-hmm. book itself. Um Using repetition as a poetic method yeah. is a little bit different than repeating concepts. For sure. Yep. Um, when you use it as a poetic method, it's like hammering in a point. Mm-hmm. But overall, the, um, the theme of the book was um, what it is to be black in America. It was paying an homage to other black people who have paved the way to make life what it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a really good, there was a really interesting poem um, about Sidney Poitier. Yep. And it was so smart and made so many references. I think that he referenced every single movie that uh, Sidney Poitier was in. Yeah. And you don't really notice it until you go back and you look at, like, the IMDb next to the poem. And you're like, oh, like, like that's really smart. Right. So there's moments where I was I was reading it and I was like, this is so genius. And then there's moments where I was reading it and I was like, okay, like, I've kind of heard this before. Mm-hmm. But there was less of those, so it was okay. Um, but I really I really liked it a lot. What do you think about the opening poem? That's the one that... That one was really sad. Yeah. But... Yeah. I don't think it stuck with me as much. Really? As like some of the other ones. I think that one landed with me more than any of the others. Mm. But it's a poem that him writing to his mother specifically. Right. Um, now the, yeah. the last one where he was writing to his mother hit me more than the opening one when he was I, writing to his mother. I do remember that one. Because um, he's yeah. like, he's almost like writing about like how he wishes his mother and him would have a different relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that one... That one was a lot more impactful to me. Yeah. Like, the first one, he's worried about his mother and, like, what it is to become her caregiver and how he needs to take care of her. Mm-hmm. The last one is, like, his personal letter to her. Yeah. And I think that one stuck with me more. But, sure. overall, there's a lot of really good poems in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just... Some of them are really sad. Oh, yeah. They're heartbreaking. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. think it's meant to be... It, it, this is supposed. It's not a happy time. It's a collect. It's a collection of poems that you're supposed yeah. to sit with. You're supposed to feel that. Like yeah. it's supposed to hit you hard. So yeah. But I'm. I'm glad you read that. I mean, I put that on there very purposely because, again, I think that first poem sat with me the most. But again, also just kind of unpacking the racial dynamic of the book, I think, is really mm-hmm. interesting. So. And I did like that it was set up um, because he does do, like spoken word, and mm-hmm. it is recorded at some point i don't know if it started out being a recording mm-hmm. um but it's the the book is set up into three parts it's a side a a side b and then bonus tracks and it do it does feel like each side has a a theme and then right. the bonus tracks are just things that didn't fit for sure um so the i felt like the first part the side a was almost um poem shaping him as a black man mm. and the homage to black men that came before him um, and then a tribute to the women as well. Mm-hmm. And then side B, it was his influences as an adult already. Mm. And looking at his life from an adult's perspective and not, and like more current than past. I could see that. Yeah. So I liked it. That was good. Awesome. 4.5. Um, then I read God Killer. This is when I got really excited about, um, when it came out and then we didn't pick it up until December, I Mm -hmm. think. And, um, I didn't pick it up until 
January 4th. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I overall rated this a four star. Um, There are a few characters in there. There's like four characters. What I felt like this was was an epic poem, but simplified. Mm. Um, There's not as much world building. You have four characters. It's not... Yeah. You have four main perspectives. It's not like a big band of characters and then you have to figure out how they match. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a slow burn. Mm. Yeah. I feel like you, I feel like I saw you pick up pace of this one for a little bit. After halfway point. Yeah. Like it, it felt like there was a turning point mm-hmm. where it clicked and I could see that like I saw you holding that book more often. Yeah. Up until that point, I felt like if I saw you reading something, it was something else. So literally from the 4th to the 11th. Yeah. It was yeah. 288 pages. Mm-hmm. I read that many pages yesterday. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, it was a slow burn and like literally halfway through mm-hmm. is probably when I did pick up pace. Um, the character development was good. Um, but once they really like, once you see how they intertwine, it's a lot more interesting. Yeah. And I can also see like where it could go because mm-hmm. it is a series. So I think that's cool. But the uh, gist of it is there are gods in the world, god killers also, people who are, are tasked by the king to kill gods um, if they've wronged somebody or um, if they're getting too powerful because at one point there was a war with the gods. Okay. And it's not gods that we think of, but they're more like, probably more like, 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 like in um, uh, The Witcher. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. it really has a, a Witcher feel to it. More like a mystical element yeah. rather than like an organized religion type yeah, for thing. Sure. Yeah, well, I mean, but I then they're you. still like praying to the gods yeah, and stuff yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh. Hmm? No, I've read seven books. Yeah, I was just looking at that. Yeah. I haven't logged them all. That's what it is. Because yeah. I read this. Okay, anyways. <laughs> so these next two, we should say. Oh, yeah. Well, I can skip little, these two. No, no, I can go no. my other stuff first. I no. have two more books. Why would we do that? And then we can talk about these two. Okay. All right. We can do that. Yeah. We'll we'll finish that because it'll lead into what you've read. Okay. All right. That works for me. That works for me. Okay. So I also read The Twelve Dates of Christmas by Jenny Bayless. It was, it was my December 25th book, which was my 12th day of Christmas. Just to recap, me and Aaron exchanged 12 gifts leading up to Christmas um, that are book related. Mm-hmm. So we give each day a theme. Christmas is always going to be... A winter or Christmas book. Right. I don't think we'll ever need to change that. Right. There's so many. (laughs) Yeah, tons of options Um, out there. So. Some better than others. Essentially, I gave this a four star. Essentially, what it is, is a girl who is in her 30s and she's she's like, well, I'm okay with being alone, but Mm -hmm. let's see if there's somebody out there. And so her friend convinces her to sign up for this dating service. Um, It's 12 Dates of Christmas. And you pay a large amount of money, apparently. Mm-hmm. And you get set up on these dates. And there's a program. All expenses paid. Like, each date is paid for. Each meal is paid for. Like, you don't have to pay anything else other than this service. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting concept, actually. It sounds cool. I, it, I really liked you, it a lot. After you explained it to me initially, I was like, oh, this is not kind of what I thought it was. Even though I read the description <laughs> when I picked it up. I don't know why. I think the summary that I saw was different than that or mm. in some way it didn't really go into that element of gotcha. it of like the the technicalities of the dating service right. and stuff which seems super interesting yeah it's i really great, liked it it's like, a great selling point. it was kind of funny um so her first date she gets st- stood up mm-hmm. um and then there's another date where um somebody cries yeah <laughs> and so she just has all these like weird date instances um, and it was just really funny, except my only issue with it was it was a little repetitive. Mm. So, see, I have a problem with repetition, Right, I think. right. <laughs> um, so they, they really wanted to make note that her Mini Cooper couldn't make it up this hill to her village. Mm-hmm. So I had to park at the bottom of the hill. And everybody in the town, oh, guess it couldn't make it to the top of the hill today, huh? Oh, it's going to be stuck at the bottom of the hill for a little bit. It's going to be <laughs> snowing. Honestly, like, yeah, everywhere she went. Can't make it up to the top of the hill. And then she would get ready to, like, go and do something. <sighs> Guess Mini Cooper's going to be staying down there today. <laughs> I'm just going to have to take a very expensive taxi. I don't know what they call taxis yeah, in England. But I'm going to have to take a very expensive taxi. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. Like, they harp on the fact that, like, 
it was expensive. And she uses the same quoting yeah. each time, which wouldn't, like, if you're, if it's expensive, okay, fine. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so there's just a lot of, like, unnecessary fluff. Mm. I understand but that, yeah. I loved the romance part of it. It was mm-hmm. a little bit predictable. Because, um, like, it, it just felt like one of those, like, can go wrong, will go wrong kind of books from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really good. And also I really like the, um, like the friendship aspects of it too, which I'm trying to look for more since we've been like reading Happy Place and Book Lovers. Right. The more platonic love. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I gotcha. So I really enjoyed that. Um, that was probably my, yeah, that was my longest book this year so far. (laughs) 348 pages. I've read a lot of short books. Yep. (laughs) Um, and then the last, not the last one, but the last one I'm going to talk about solo, um, is All Systems Red by Martha Wells. I left that in the kitchen, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, so this one was book one of the Murderbot series, which Aaron had me read this year as one of my 10. Oh, I finished two of my 10 already. Yep. Nice. Um, as one of my 10 and it was like a hundred and... 50 pages, I think. Maybe at most. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Um, about a, a, little, a little robot who makes himself sentient, basically. Yeah. Um, I, I say little, but apparently he's like... He's a murder bot. A hunk of a dude. Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, a murder bot. Like a big machine. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't realize that they were they were not called murder bots. Yeah. That's just what he calls himself. I didn't know that. Right, yeah. So there's sec units, mm-hmm. security units. Yeah. Um, and they're sent to, like, contracts to protect people, um, except he does kind of what he wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because he kind of sees himself as, like, his, his job, essentially, mm-hmm. is to murder. <laughs> you know? I mean, because right. I mean, he is security, but, like, that entails any yeah. living thing that gets in their way. He is supposed to murder it. Right. But there was a lot of, there's some laughter mm-hmm. and there are some really sad moments and there are these, uh, like, some identity moments where um, he doesn't really know who he is for a little bit. Yeah. Um, there was, I can't even say it was low action because it wasn't. Like, it was, it moved. Yeah. It was fast. That was an easy five star, too. Um, well, I say two. We haven't gotten to the easiest five star I've ever given in my entire life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're kind of burying the lead on a book that just like sideswiped both of us <laughs> this month because it just. So to set this up a little bit, one of the books um, that, that well you got me this book for um, the uh, Twelve Books of Christmas. It was one of the television show adaptation. Mm-hmm. You got me the box set of five books, um, and it is the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series. I had that on my TBR for this month, um, and I did read the first one. I was maybe halfway through it or something whenever I sent you a picture. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not even that. You sent me the first page. Yeah, I sent you a picture of the first page. And I went hunting for my copy. Yeah, because you were like, oh, this is funny mm-hmm. and interesting and like Weird. actual like gut laughing yeah. funny. So you picked up your copy and then we basically read the first two books of this together. Mm-hmm. Um, and my copy is going to have to go away. Because it's... I have the Ultimate Hitchhiker's Guide and like... It has all five books in it, and literally almost the entire first book has now fallen out it's very, of my my big binding. It is a well worn. So book. my copies will be here tomorrow. Yeah, because <laughs> I ordered the same box set. <laughs> yeah, so we read we read both of those: uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and the Restaurant at the End of the Universe. Mm-hmm. These are by Douglas Adams. Um, I'll let I mean I'll probably jump in and give some yeah, comments no on these problem. as we go too. But you go ahead. What were your thoughts on the first? So one, first book was like I said the easiest five star I've ever given a book. I laughed. I can't remember the last time I laughed out loud to a book. Oh yeah, like I did with this one. I even had moments where like we were we were kind of reading them at the same time, but we don't read at the same pace. Mm-hmm. So I would tab spots that were funny, and I have just sticky notes just sticking out of my book. Yes, um, because they it is funny, and there's a lot of social commentary, and it's so much smarter, um, so much smarter than I am, <laughs> for starters, and so much funnier than I am. I think I referenced this a few times, but it's one of those books where whenever you read it. 
you're just like, oh, well, I might as well never, never even try writing because ever. it's just like, it's just way too it's clever. So it's way too well written and paced, mm-hmm. character development, use of language. It's silly. Yes. Um, it's so good. Gosh, I really want to spoil this so badly. We're probably <laughs> we're probably gonna do so we we've talked in the past about doing like a spoiler cast episode for books that we're really into. More than likely, we're gonna finish all five of these by the end of the year, mm-hmm. um, and we will most likely do a full on spoiler episode for all five because it is very hard to talk about these books without spoiling things because yeah. it is just a series so, of funny moments, right? And and. So it is going to be a Hulu series, mm-hmm. and it kind of reads like a series. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so what we did, as soon as we finished the first book, we watched the movie. It's very different. If you've oh, seen yeah. the movie, it's pretty different. Dramatically different. Yeah. And so I don't think it's a spoiler to get the basic premise of the first book. You can I, try. Yeah, I don't think it's a spoiler. Because <laughs> like, I, I don't think it's an issue to reveal something that happens in like the first 10, 15 pages. Oh, yeah. So the basic idea is there is this human named Arthur Dent who is, uh, he lives in England. Um, His home is about to be demolished. Uh, He finds out that the city is going to demolish his home to create a bypass (laughs) or a freeway. I think it's a bypass. (laughs) So funny. I'm sorry. And he like, essentially he like tries to stop the demolition from happening and then one of his friends uh ford prefect comes in and starts like kind of going off about like we don't have much time we gotta hurry we gotta get out of here and he takes him to a bar gets him to have a couple drinks gets some peanuts does all this stuff and then it turns out that earth is also about to be demolished to make a bypass an Mm -hmm. intergalactic (laughs) bypass so it's this ultimate ironic thing where the entire planet is about to be demolished on the day that Arthur's house is going to be demolished. And Arthur and Ford manage to hitchhike off of the planet into a ship, and then it just starts this whole series of space adventures that are just hilarious, off the wall. It builds this cast of characters, which are great. There's a captain of a ship with multiple heads. There's a android with depression. It's a (laughs) paranoid android. Yeah, good old Marvin. Um, and uh, Trillian, another uh, another human. Earth creature another is what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> been reading too much of it. Right, right. But it is, it is sincerely hilarious. So it's named after this book that exists in this universe. Or Hitchhiker's Guide Through Europe or something like that. Oh, well, I was talking about the actual Hitchhiker's oh. Guide to the Galaxy. So it, it, oh. it, the, the book is titled after Adam's. the book. Wrote it, yeah, because he was, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, I got you. So, so it's it's supposed to be this like digital book that's like a Wikipedia for the universe, mm-hmm. and it's this hilarious repository of information. But again, it's just this whole series of just hilarious vignettes of them getting on these weird adventures. There is a through line, more or less, to the story. There's character development. There's some goals that they mm-hmm. have, but for the most part, it does read like an episodic like. We are going on this adventure now. Yeah, like we're if you if you could think of like like we were talking about the Orville, mm-hmm. where like this adventure happens. Yeah, cut to black. Yeah. Next, Captain, there's an emergency. Like it really does yeah. feel like that. Very like where, much so. Where it's written out in a sequence that was made for TV. Yeah, and it's like what it's like different issues that they run into, different like uh, obstacles that they have to overcome. Um, it's it it really is just great. I also gave it five stars. Pretty uh, easy, right? From the very beginning, like the first like fifty pages, and it's not very long. It's like less than two hundred pages yeah, in my it copy. Yeah, is two hundred and sixteen pages for yeah. my copy. Okay, yeah, yeah, and it's very well. Actually, well, that's for that book that we we're both gonna have. But oh, okay. it has all that extra stuff. Has in extra it. content in it. Yeah, yeah. I think the actual story of it's a little under two hundred. Yeah. Um, but it, it, again, it's fantastic. I can't say enough good things about it. If you're into humor, if you're into absurdist satire. If you like fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, irony. If you like, if you like puns and like yeah, plays word on language, wordplay. Yes. Yeah. Like it's, it's very linguistically funny. Yes. This guy's just so smart in yeah. the way that he writes this book. 
And if you like jokes about robots that have depression, Marvin is oh just Marvin is just the funniest, the funniest character. He's uh, one of my favorite characters in a book. And yeah. probably would, would be one of my least favorite people to be around. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Everybody around him is miserable. Think Eeyore, but in a robot. Yeah. But the funniest thing about him is he'll say all this miserable stuff, and then he'll cut people off and be like, I'm not bringing you down, am I? <laughs> and then like they're just like, no, 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 you're good, you're good. And he's like, I know you're lying to me. Like he right. just, he, He's just always so pessimistic and negative. He doesn't so believe funny. anybody. It's just, yeah, it's amazing. And, However. Yeah. Then we read the second book, The Restaurant at the End of the Universe. And while it was still good, it mm-hmm. wasn't a five star. Right. Um, I did 4.25 for this. Yeah. 4.25. Um, I did a four. I, I don't really don't do know where it's codes. going. Yeah. Um, it was funny. There was some funny moments. There was a, a dark moment, too. Yeah. Um, this is much more classic sci-fi adventure. Yeah. Rather than, like, there's really thoughtful, kind of philosophical yep. questions. There's interesting, like, time travel there's stuff going commentary. on. commentary. Like, yeah. The time travel stuff was really interesting. Yeah, that stuff is good, but it feels like there's a lot less, like, breaks to laugh. And it also... So, it also, like, has a full circle moment... Mm-hmm. where things that they did even in the past book make sense yeah or or come together there's at least call it's a little bit yeah. diff if sometimes that's difficult because then you know you have to read them all and you like can't yeah. not read them all I mean this one had like the worst cliffhanger ever yeah. I, the la- the last like 3 pages I was incredibly bummed out right. I just I was so upset with it because it was not funny it was not hopeful Mm-mm. it was just this kind of weirdly dark cliffhanger It was probably the most defeatist end to a book I think I've ever seen Yeah yeah and it's depressing but and I'm like that's not what I want out of this It's still very readable I don't want people uh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. not read this It's also still 200 my copy of 200 pages yep. on the dot. Um, it, it reads fast. Again, there are still funny moments. Yes. I still laughed out loud during it. But it, yeah. it definitely... It is... And it could just be like that the middle books have issues, mm-hmm. like middle book syndromes and stuff like that. Um, it, it Again, it did get a little repetitive. Yeah. Um, on planet, on ship, on planet, on ship, on planet, yeah. on ship. Yeah. But I mean, also that's like space. Right, right. I think I think the way that I described it earlier was like it. It feels like it's just like okay. Well, what what kind of predicament are we in now? It's like they wake up mm-hmm. or they come to, and uh, after being unconscious, and they're like, "All right, we got to get our bearings. Yep. Where are we what at? What kind of problems are we in? How do we get out of it? How do we solve it?" And I, I also think that the thing that drags this one down is there is nowhere near as much Marvin and Arthur yeah. and Trillian and. Like, honestly, my least favorite character Zaffo is the, the main character. Yeah, he's like I'm, the, I'm fine with that. Like, whatever, he's fine. He's okay, but, but he... He's my least favorite character. And he's not even the same type of character nope. as he is in the first he's book, either. He's had a either. complete brain redo. Yeah, yeah, like the first book, he's like kind of egotistical and... Chaotic. Ri- ridiculous and chaotic and over the and top. And this one, he's had a complete personality change it where feels he's laser-focused, like yeah. a little bummed out. Mm-hmm. It's almost like... Like Arthur's simpleness and Marvin's depressiveness, yeah. and then like Ford's determination has like really rubbed off on him. Yeah, yeah. He's like it's, a combination of all the characters into one character, which doesn't work. Not is the for thing. Him. I don't. It it was a little grating sometimes. And, you need the chaos for the type of story that it yeah. is. Yeah, and I think it was probably like the first half was mm-hmm. mostly almost entirely him and. Yeah. And it just, it was nowhere near as interesting Mm -mm. to me. And it was, I had some trouble like with it keeping my attention even. Um, Mm -hmm. But again, it's like any time that I started to feel a little bit dragged down, there would be one of those belly laugh moments. Or it would be like a super thoughtful thing. Yeah, Yeah. or something like that to make you meditate on things for a minute. And so just as a, again, not a spoiler, but just a quick example of what I'm talking about whenever we talk about like thoughtful stuff. One of my favorite bits in this uh, is, uh, they mention it in the first book and the second book, where they say, like, all civilizations go through three phases. Mm -hmm. And they're like, the first stage is survival. The second stage is, like, something like a existential or something like that. And then the third stage is uh, uh, civility or sophistication. Mm -hmm. The first stage is, like, 
what it's like or, or like like what are we gonna eat mm-hmm. the second stage is like why do we eat it's like questioning life and then the third stage sophistication is like where are we gonna go get lunch <laughs> you know it's actually very thoughtful in this weird commentary on the developments of societies mm-hmm. but in a way that's funny and couched into this story so there are little nuggets like that right. that really make your gears turn in your brain and it makes you think about this stuff and it makes you think about life and the meaning of life and like the universe and stuff like that and but yeah if i mean i think this book came out in the 70s uh they still hold they still hold up really well and also they become like staples in like certain parts of pop Mm -hmm. culture they're maybe not as big as they used to be but they used to be very big as a collection they're really good so far yeah we do have our faults with the second book but i'm not like the second book has not made me want to throw in the towel at no all. definitely not no i if anything i want to read the third one just to get over the ending of that second <laughs> one like it's probably going to speed me up a little bit on right. it but but so, i gave i gave the second one a four I, I think i mentioned that i don't i usually don't give like half or quarter percent i always started doing that because i use book mori and story graph now too yeah and yeah. they let you yeah makes sense is that everything that you read yes okay Seven. yes okay uh, well, I went off on those two. That's Those are the main two things I read this month. I also finished Binti uh, by Nettie Okafor, uh, uh, Okorafor. I don't know. I'm pronouncing names wrong again. Um, I mentioned this one at the beginning of the month and I think the end of last mm-hmm. month because I think I started it you last did. year. Yeah, you, yeah, you were almost done. December? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's a collection of three uh, novellas. Uh, they're also Afrofuturist uh, a story about a, a young woman named Binti who is going to a university. She's the first person of her like community to go to this university. Um, and then the stories just kind of branch out from there. Very much a coming-of-age story across the board. Um, they, they're very interesting stories. A lot of action, a lot of thoughtful moments, a lot of good character development. Um, I, I do thoroughly recommend these. Um, I did give it a four. Uh I think it was around a four, and I, I voiced some complaints about it in the first of the month episode, I think, or maybe the end of the month episode last month. Um, Same problems I've been having. Yeah, it was repetition. <laughs> there's a lot of repetition of language. Uh, any time that there's like technical things, like her applying this clay solution to her skin and her hair, um, or like her like noticing how much of that has worn off, they very specifically reference that so many times. And it's a big part of the plot, don't get me wrong, but it, it just felt like the way it was presented got a little bit too repetitive for me. Um, and there were a few loose threads plot-wise that just didn't fully do it for me. Um, but overall, I do very much enjoy these books. Thoroughly recommend them. Um, if You know, you can get all three in this really nice collection. Uh, so yeah, they're short. Uh, I think the longest one was like 180 pages or something like that. Cause I think the whole collection might've been 380, right. I believe. So. And imagine if you would have just separated those. Right. I would have had multiple novellas. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, that was the other book that I finished this month. Um, and then I just started today, uh, not too long before this, before we had dinner. Oh, I didn't even talk about what I was reading. Oh, <laughs> Whoops. oh we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> uh, so I started uh, Super Mario Bros. 2. This is a boss fight book. Uh, it's by John Irwin. Um, I'm about 30 pages into it, 25, 30 pages. Um, we talked about boss fight books before. Essentially, a writer within related to video games in some way will pick a video game that meant a lot to them. They'll propose a book on it. Boss fight will pick it up. They write this book. It can be like an analysis. It can be a little bit more memoir, a little bit more personal essay. Sometimes it's a historical overview. Sometimes it's just a plot breakdown. They take a lot of different approaches. Um, this one's really good so far. So these are nonfiction books, I should say as well. Um, I like this one a lot. I think it's it's it reads super smooth. Uh, it's a very short book as well. I'll probably finish it in the next couple of days if I have time. Um, it, it is the story of Super Mario Brothers 2 on uh, the NES console. Uh, it's kind of the black sheep of the Mario Bros. games, and there is a very, very interesting history behind it. Um, and so far, he's breaking that history down very well in this book. So I, I very much look forward to finishing it. But... That's what I'm reading right now. You're listening to a book. 
Oh my gosh, I am listening to a book. What is the name of this book? Sea Change. Sea Change, that's right, I forgot. So I've gotten back into <laughs> audiobooks a little bit as well. I forgot, completely forgot I was listening to Sea you're Change. Like almost, you're like halfway done with that one. Yeah, I got to like 53%. Like while I'm out doing stuff, I, I tend to throw on uh, an audiobook now. And I, I checked out a few through Libby. Um, Libby's great it's service. It's good we've, service. We've talked about it before. If you have a library card... Download the Libby app, connect your library card, you can check yep. out audiobooks you can do your and local, ebooks. And then uh, Broward County in Florida does a open to the public. Yeah. You just have to sign up. It's yeah. so good. You don't have to have a, a local There's address so to get There's so many that things. It's amazing. Yeah. Sea Change is great. I should also mention. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember the author. I don't either. Um, I'll look it up real quick. I, I don't remember exactly, um, or I don't know exactly what I'll probably rate this one quite yet. Uh, oh, this is uh, Gina Chung is mm. the author. Um, so this is a book about a very interesting book about a woman, uh, and this isn't this sounds like spoilers, but it's not. They mention this on the back of the book mm-hmm. and in the first few pages. Um, so her dad was really into ocean life and stu- and he worked in an aquarium. He studied sea creatures. He goes to this area of the ocean that is. Uh, has heavy chemical compounds that cause the sea creatures to evolve in interesting ways. Um, he finds an octopus there that he brings back. They name it Dolores. Um, they put it into this uh, aquarium that he works at. And uh, not too long after that, he's on another expedition there, and he goes missing completely. Um, and then uh, the main character goes through a lot of stuff. I think her name's Ro, I want to say. She goes through a lot of stuff throughout her life. She Wait. She struggles a lot. Hang on. What? Her name is Ro. It's short for Aurora, I think. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say, because it's kind of ironic. Yeah. That one, she works at an aquarium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and two, her dad was like a water dude. Right, right, right. And then named his daughter Ro right. after like fish. Yeah, I understand. I think <laughs> I think it's Aurora. I could okay. be wrong. I, mean, I think it's I Aurora. I just needed to be sure. Yeah, they shorten it to Ro. So uh, anyway, um, the, the book is great, though. Uh, uh, it's equal parts sort of like dealing with depression and addiction and also coming to terms with like uh, being like a first generation immigrant because both of her parents are Korean and she is kind of understanding what it means to be Korean American and like uh, kind of growing up in that environment and about her relationships with her friends and her family that are still around and Uh, also, again, you find out very early on that she takes care of Dolores. That's her main job at the aquarium. And they're about to sell Dolores to a private buyer because the aquarium is struggling for money. And they said that it will give her a better chance and it'll help them keep operations going at the aquarium overall. So, um, as you can imagine, that's going to be a huge change in her life. So again, like the title, she's in this kind of transitional period where she's changing things up. Um, it's got a little repetition to it as well. No. There's a there's a lot of flashbacks, and they really drive home the couple of themes. Maybe a little bit too much. They have multiple scenes. Like laying it out. Yeah, thick. yeah. They have multiple scenes that just like really drive home. Like she has generational trauma, and and I know here's her generational right, trauma. And I know that's a complex thing, but it feels like they show that in at least five or six scenes. Mm. And none of them really show a different element of it. It is mostly just showing, yes, she has generational trauma. And it's like, yeah, that's an important thing. And it's intricate and complicated. But if you're not showing a new viewpoint right. or a new element of it, you don't necessarily need it's, five it's or six It's recycled scenes. information. A little bit. Thematic information. Gotcha. Uh, but it does do character development. It does some interesting stuff. I do still recommend it. I'll probably have that finished by the end of the week. But yeah, completely forgot that i'm glad you reminded me i am reading like i said two books i'm reading july's people by nadine quartimer Mm -hmm. and that was one of uh, the books that we uh, that i got for december but like our book exchange at the beginning of the month Mm -hmm. because we were doing a book with a month in the title um this is a difficult book to read i'm not gonna lie yeah. <laughs> it, it's hard to follow because when people don't use traditional punctuation and like traditional mm-hmm. ways to show speech. You should say like Western, uh, westernized punctuation yeah. and like more American or European punctuation. Because yeah. this is a South African novel. So. Yeah. So whenever you do dashes, it, it breaks up 
and creates choppiness just in general right in how i read it um and it also shows oh my gosh oh like conversation and i don't know sometimes where i am in the story because it does yeah. flash well so this is the same things that i felt about afuru mm-hmm. um where you don't really know when something has changed time when she's talking about something in the past versus when she's talking about something current yeah um overall it's a very interesting story and i don't know where it's going or what it's doing yeah well, but i haven't really gotten far enough into it to really figure it like right it, it feels like like settling into a life mm-hmm. and trying to figure out your purpose in this current life that you have For versus sure. what life you, you used to have. And Aiden Gordimer is a pretty big South African author and environmentalist and activist. Um, she wrote a book called The Converse, Conversationist? Cons- Conservationist, that's it. <laughs> Uh, and I read that for uh, my African literature course. It's the first time I read anything by her. But um, yeah, it's an interesting book. And, and it's short. I wanted to get you something yeah, short. Yeah, it's also like... It shows distinction between race and mm-hmm. class, not just race. Oh, yeah. Um, it's hard to talk about apartheid without looking at class because, as well. Yeah. So, just one of the examples that they used was the Jeep that they used to... I think it's like a Jeep, like mm-hmm. a little like a SUV style. Um, so, they use a Jeep, and it talks about how um, like... Most people in the area mm-hmm. use that because they have to, and they have to all ride on it. And they have, like, regardless of like race, mm-hmm. you have to use that as like a group, right? Um, but there are select people who have that vehicle as their like recreational vehicle, yeah. And yeah. the main family in this story have one of those as a recreational vehicle because they're a wealthy family. There's a part where they're talking about how, um, Parts of Africa are, are like parts of their area, especially where they're living, mm-hmm. are literally being bombed and like people are being bombed out of the sky. Oh my gosh, yeah. And yeah. they're sitting there trying to figure out how much they can get for their house. And because they can't get enough for their house, they're not going to leave. Yeah, yeah. It's a. And that's. There's it's a, crazy. There's a lot going on. It's it's a hard one to unpack. I, I'm glad you're tackling it, though. And then I'm also reading Darling Girl. Um, this has been on my TBR a few times. Yep. <laughs> it's one of my Once Upon a Book Club reads. Um, it's a, a Peter Pan story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really interesting, and I didn't think it was going to go this way. And it it's not about Peter Pan as a child, which is also weird. Um, and the Darling family is like known in the media for their quote unquote stories, mm-hmm. but they're not stories. Right. So right. I don't know. It's just a weird take because it's like third generation Darling at this point. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like I it like, a lot. Yeah. I like the idea of that quite a bit. So in between reading July's People and reading Darling Girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and and you know, I'm sure we'll read much more by the end of the year, end of the month, I should yeah. say. Um, but now we're going to give a few uh, rapid fire recommendations, and since it is January, we specifically wanted to give some rapid fire recommendations for uh, books that came out last year that we really want to get to soon. Uh, ones that we'd like to draw more attention to, stuff that really caught our attention that we think are interesting. Um, but we're not going to go into too much depth. Yeah, I'm not 100% anymore. sure that mine came out last year, but they oh, came okay. on my radar last year. Awesome. I mean, probably... Like, throughout, like, TikTok and yeah. Instagram. Um, I got wind of them for sure last year, but I think they all That's did. Cool. But uh, I want to make that disclaimer just because I did not nah, research dates. <laughs> that's all good. That's all good. Most of mine actually came from like the Goodreads Awards. Yeah. Intentionally or unintentionally. Because yeah, awesome. a, a lot of these I thought of and I saw and a lot of them were nominated. So yeah. um, I'll run down mine real quick. Yeah, I'm not going to get into too much detail. Uh, the first one is Wayward by mm-hmm. Emily Hart. Uh, Amelia Hart. Sorry. I don't know. Yeah. What? Oh, my brain just did the thing where I thought it was Amelia Earhart or whatever. Oh. And I was like, that's not right. But no, her name is Amelia Hart. That's great. <laughs> um, 
So this is a the, the book is beautiful. I, well, I've seen the cover a lot. It's a historical fiction. Uh, from what I understand, it follows three very different time periods, three different women, um, and it 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 seems. Really one, one like debut book of the year and best historical fiction. I think it's best like historical fiction, something like that. Yeah. So uh, the other one is Poverty by America, Matthew mm-hmm. Desmond. Um, I was actually going to listen to this one on Libby, but there was like twenty copies of it, and they were all checked out. And then I think there were like. I can't remember how many people. I think each copy has like five people waiting or something. Uh, this is the nonfiction book, the kind of social commentary book, looking at the way poverty functions in the United States and the way that it's like weaponized against people and used to like maintain the status quo. Um, I've been wanting to read it ever since we saw a copy at uh, the one of our favorite bookstores uh, mm-hmm. in Chapel Hill. Well, and that's the guy that you heard that small little snippet of i did and it was just unbelievable about that make sure i get that right (laughs) yeah yeah that was the one where he's like anytime that you see a fire or a house on fire or something like that the people who are warming warming their hands hands by it it. oh my gosh it just i think about that a lot but um and then the third one is the wager Mm -hmm. it has a very long subtitle i left that one because i was like no that's definitely one that aaron's gonna want yeah it keeps coming up and it doesn't even seem like something i'd be super into but it just for some reason it catches me. So it's Seems by so good. David Gron, I think. It's a historical novel about like mutiny and like uh, historical nonfiction. Historical, yeah, yeah. About mutiny, murder, and mayhem. It's, uh, yeah, like yeah, that. some weird <laughs> thing like that. Trouble on the high seas. It was it was very big last year. Yeah, it, it, it won um, like Barnes and Noble's Author of the Year, yeah. and then it won. Something else. It won something at Goodreads, I think, yeah. too. But um, and then the last one is a starter villain. But <laughs> I left that one for you, too. John Scalzi. <laughs> I knew it. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember what this book is I about don't either. But also, I thought it was kind of crazy that the per- that he was the same person that wrote the Kaiju Preservation Society. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I never put that together. I don't. I don't actually hundred percent know no what it's about. But yeah, the there's co- just a cat. There's a cat <laughs> in a suit on the cover. Yeah. Um, and it looks like an like oil a, painting. Like a type. portrait, yeah. Yeah, it looks of like an important person. Yeah, oh my gosh, <laughs> it looks so good. And I did read about it. It sounds like a bureaucratic, yeah. kind of like a fan- fantasy, fantastical, bureaucratic Maybe it'll thing, be like a so. um, like a Despicable Me situation. Yeah, and there's a, and there's a, again, you're going back to Hitchhikers. It's one of my favorite elements of Hitchhikers is how much like bureaucracy comes oh into those gosh, books. Oh my gosh, there's so much like... And there's, there's paperwork. So, there's so much humor about yeah. like paperwork and office work right. and running the universe off of that. I don't know. So I'm I'm really into that kind of stuff. So all right, uh, what's some uh, rapid fires for you? So uh, the first one I have is "Hang the Moon" by Jeanette Walls. Mm-hmm. I've literally read nothing other than Glass Castle by yeah. her, and which and that's her memoir. Right. Um, I've not read any of her fiction. I own every single book probably that she's written. Yeah. I think it's like five now. Yeah. Um. This was the one that came out, I really think this one came out last year, and it's a historical fiction. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything else other than that. I don't either. Um, <laughs> then also, <laughs> that's all. Uh, also, Murder Your Employer, McMaster's Guild to Homicide by Rupert Holmes. <laughs> Wait, I don't think it's that's the coolest thing. cover. You should look it up. Okay. But I've, you once you see the cover, you'll, you'll remember that I had pointed to this before. Okay, you might, yeah. Um, Literally, I heard about it on TikTok, and I was like, I don't care what this is about. I want to read that. <laughs> oh, I do remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I have Our Share of Night by Mariana Enriquez. Um, that, I think, is the vampire story. You know the, the one I'm talking about? I do. She's like holding the flower, or there's a hand, or something. I do I do know the one you're talking about, yeah. And then Butcher and Blackbird by Bryn Weaver. Another one I don't know anything about, but the ad campaign yeah. is amazing. Is it even out? I don't even think it's out. Oh, <laughs> see, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't think it's out. Because but... I was able to... I should have added it to my book of the month. Right. Because they gave me a notification saying that I could, and then I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Oh, Oh no! It was. It originally came out October twenty third of last year. Oh, perfect! Year. It did come out last year. That's so weird, Isn't though. Isn't it crazy that it's still so like? It's everywhere. Yeah. It's like every almost and every if YouTube you guys video. Are listen, if you guys are listening to this, it's gonna show up. I right, right, right. Like the minute I mentioned Butcher and Blackbird. Yeah. It's gonna show up on everything. Yeah, we'll say it six more times. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> it looks cool. It has a cool cover too. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's awesome. That's all I got for those. Okay. Well. Um, at the end of every episode, we also like to do either like some um, 
random recommendations Which or I never have. yeah or <laughs> or a uh, um, uh, fun fact we thought we'd go with a fun fact for this yeah, one because I, i'm really having a hard time randomly thinking of recommendations because i go to work and i come home and i read and then yeah. i play slay the spire and that's my life yeah yeah so, we, we don't have a i mean i can usually find a little something but it it's because you're sometimes out in the real world Barely. <laughs> All right. So the the topic that I came up with, um, I wanted to, uh, with these, we kind of want to just reveal like a small little tidbit mm-hmm. of information about like book habits or books or like this one is going to probably be book related every time. Yeah. Um, so what we did was the book that's been on the TBR the longest. Mm-hmm. I went with the book that I remember hearing about the mm-hmm. longest time ago yeah um, and i own it and i have not read i've read part of it i don't remember anything about it mm-hmm. but when i was little my mom was reading it uh, and i remember my mom reading it and it's uh, summer sisters by judy bloom and i also remember my mom saying this book is too old for you <laughs> <laughs> and like keep in mind i was reading like gone with the wind in the fifth grade right 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 and my mom was like this book is too old for you. Right. So I'm sure so that I, I went and, your interest. So I went and I read parts of it. And I don't right. I don't remember any of it then either. That's um, funny. So what, how old am I now? Like yeah, 20 something years ago at this that's, point that I remember seeing this book. That's such a deep cut. Yeah. yeah. I got... <laughs> I did. I definitely didn't go that far no. back. I I went with more of like a like actively on my TBR the longest that I can remember mm-hmm. since I've been kind of keeping up with the TBR. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my first initial thought was Priory of the Orange Tree, but mm-hmm. which would probably be around the same amount of time. But I chose uh, Cersei and Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. Uh, I had to go with both of them because I think I equally want to read both. Yeah. Um, these are uh, retellings of um, the story of Cersei, obviously, and the story of Hector and Achilles um, in the second one, right? Well, I think or Patroclus. Yeah. Patroclus, sorry. Why did I say Hector? Yeah. Because, well, like... Yeah. There is a Hector. Right, yeah. My names get mixed up. So anyway, (laughs) um, but these are, I hear about these all the time. As soon as I started actually paying attention to books again and actively trying to plan out my reading and be more kind of conscious of it, these came up everywhere. They were some of the earliest TikTok books that I saw, and uh, I was just super, super into them. And it definitely fit our theme because... Mm -hmm. New Year, same book. Right. <laughs> We're still right. like harping on the same books <laughs> because Absolutely. we haven't read them yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's no telling when, when we will. But... Well, I just, there's just so many things. And there's if people too... could just like maybe put a pause on like writing stuff, that's good. Right. Right. And then <laughs> let me catch up. Let's a stop the good books for right. a little bit. No, I don't know. But I could read a hundred books. A year. Okay. And be done in 18 years. Right. With what you have now. With what I own. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. All right. And that's just saying that I'm not going to buy any more books, which right. There's we no all chance. Know yeah. That's I had crazy. no idea what kind of math you were doing there, but I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's all that we have for this episode. Um, uh, we will have another episode up on the last day of January and then on the first day of February. Uh, last day of January, we'll do our monthly wrap-up. We'll talk about everything we finished reading. We'll give some From more reviews. From this point on, we're not yeah. going to really... like. We'll do like a brief recap, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll go in-depth of the ones that we finished from today on. Yeah, and then we'll have some superlatives and stuff like that like we usually do. Uh, and then the first of next month, we will set up another monthly TBR and introduce and a theme still, and exchange which books. Which we're still thinking about. Yeah, yeah. We're still <laughs> uh, hammering out the details, but... We appreciate everyone for listening up until this point. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed uh, our conversation, and we hope that you got some good recommendations out of this, and maybe you're interested in a few of the books uh, we're poking into, especially Hitchhikers. I can't recommend that one enough. Honestly. Um, we, if you and, don't read any of the other ones, like if you just don't, if you are <laughs> swinging by a bookstore, just pop in and buy the one. Yeah, and see where you go from there. Just get it's the so first. Good. Just get the first book in the series. Yeah. That's that's all. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed it, give us a follow. Rate us. Uh, we're on Spotify. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, 
you know, uh, straight through Podbean if you want to. You can also email us at talkbookie at gmail.com. Uh, and you can follow us on Instagram at talkbookie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Did you say Spotify? Yes, yeah, so it's Spotify, oh, okay. yeah. And, uh, and we also... Uh, um, and follow us on our Goodreads journey, yeah, that's especially what, considering it's like just starting. That's what I was going to um, get to. I, I really don't do a lot of posting. Mm-hmm. I do want to start doing that. I have a lot of notes that I've written down, and maybe I'll just transcribe those notes into be, each day. That'd be great. I yeah. just want to sit in front of a computer to do that. Yeah. And whenever I'm adding stuff, I don't sit in yeah. front of a computer. And clearly, I don't add everything because... I am missing two books on my Goodreads right now. <laughs> um, but my Goodreads is um, goodreads.com backslash Fee Marie. Mm-hmm. And Aaron's Goodreads is goodreads.com backslash, a- backslash ATCole1400. Mm-hmm. So follow us and um, we'll be friends on Goodreads. Yeah, that'd be great. And uh, yeah, hopefully uh, you'll listen again at the end of the month. And uh, maybe we'll get some emails or some feedback or something from you uh, on, on one of those sites. Is that it? Yeah. Did we do an email? Hmm? Did yeah. we drop? Gosh, you did the email. We're blanking out hard. We're getting tired. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we will talk to all of you soon. Thank you for listening. Okay. Bye. Bye.